This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, Listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into The Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to The Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, we found the telephone have and a electricity line weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. A lot of true crime fans have the same fleeting thought. How would you commit the perfect murder? On August 3rd, 1951, a man who had the same fleeting thought took the life of an unsuspecting housewife. He committed a murder so perfect, he wanted to be sure he got the credit he deserved. So if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. On August 9th, 1951, a 19-year-old boy in Nottingham, England, called the News of the World and told them that he had just made a gruesome discovery. He had just found a female's body, and by the looks of it, she had been murdered. When the editor asked if he had called the police, he said he had not. They called for him, and soon the police arrived to an isolated spot in Sherwood Vale to find the body of 48-year-old Mabel Tattershaw. When they asked the boy who made the discovery, Herbert Leonard Mills, how he came across such a secluded location, he claimed he was an artist and poet and came to Sherwood Vale to relax that upon seeing her body, he read a poem before deciding what his next action should be. In the meantime, he decided to give a detailed account of what happened, not to police, but to the newspaper. And if they wanted to read it, they were going to have to pay him 250 pounds. They settled for 80, and he handed over a story that was, by all intents and purposes, a full-blown confession. In it, he claimed he always dreamt of what would be the perfect murder. He had an interest in true crime for many years and was fairly certain he'd come up with a foolproof murder that could never be pinned on him. There was no motive, no connection, no clues. Herbert had met Mabel on August 2nd, 1951, when she just so happened to sit next to him at a movie theater. They made small talk and agreed to meet up the next day to go for a walk. When he took the housewife to Sherwood Vale, at some point during their meeting, he persuaded the woman to lie down on the ground, knelt placing his knees on her shoulders, and began beating her with a blunt object before strangling her to death. He then abandoned her there and went to wait. He was quite proud of his achievement. He was sure that, once they found the body, there was no way it would be traced back to him. 
But the longer he waited, the more he realized that his dump site was too secluded. No one had found her. How could the world know he committed the perfect murder if they couldn't find the body? So he called the newspaper. After the editor of the News of the World read the confession, they promptly handed it over to police who were already suspicious of the man. You see, at first glance, it appeared that Mabel's cause of death was blunt force trauma. It wasn't until someone with knowledge took a closer look that strangulation became apparent. Yet when Herbert approached the body, he told police her cause of death was strangulation. This suspicion and the blatant confession were enough and he was arrested and charged with murder. He was brought to trial on November 19, 1951, when he pleaded not guilty and withdrew his confession. He said that his statement to the news was simply to make his perfect murder story more financially valuable. The jury wasn't fooled, and the hairs found on her body, as well as the thread found under her fingernails, were all a match to Herbert Mills. He was convicted three days later. And on December 11, 1951, Herbert was led to the gallows and hanged at Lincoln Prison. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 4th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.